Hey everyone, welcome to Authentic as Fuck podcast. My name is San, I'm a marketer and I'm a storytelling coach. And in this podcast, I help members of my community kind of coach through anything related to marketing, branding, storytelling. Today, we have George. Welcome, George. Thank you, thank you. How are you doing? <laughs> so let's start with uh, kind of your introduction and then um, kind of your, your story first, like, you know, what you do and mm. how you got here. So I'm an architectural designer, uh, originally from the Bahamas, moved to New York, and I've been here for about a year. And I, I guess I have a few stories just in that kind of change. And uh, just since joining Night Owl, just being able to say my story and being able to be clear in my story has been key for me. And then also as to how to probably help some other people who was in my position, if I'm even ready for that. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So are you, um, when you first joined Night Owl, was it like, uh, was it just to work on your storytelling or what, did you have like a specific business that you wanted to start or when side hustle you wanted to start <clears throat> like that i've always heard about storytelling and uh, especially from like my dad he every time he tries to relate the business stories he he always uses stories and it's the same thing of sitting on the porch and he always looks at me and says hey you know i got a story and <laughs> um i it's from those stories that i gained a lot of clarity and so when i the problem for me was coming in and dealing with anxiety and dealing with confidence because I was this older guy coming into a profession that I took a huge sabbatical on. Uh, I just had to find, I was trying to find a, uh, the right story to in, say what my strengths are, I guess, and how mm -hmm. I could, one, help myself to be able to help other people. And so clarity to yeah. me is power and key. And stories yeah. do that so well. So this, like what, from our previous conversation, I think we wanted to kind of, uh, you know, like look at your story and your, your whole life as together <laughs> and then figure out kind of what your, I guess your next steps would be, right? Or something Correct. like that. Correct. Um, so let's start with that. Like, so let's start like from the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> tell us like your whole life. Uh, how, how did you, yeah. Well, let me start with how how I led into the industry. So okay. I, I, my family has like a boutique construction firm and uh, I have been basically born in it. I, I was there lifting, mixing cement. <laughs> I was carrying- This is in Bahamas? This is in the Bahamas. Um, yeah, and honestly, it was one of those things that my parents did on the side because they actually had their actual jobs. Um, mm -hmm. But to help support family and stuff, they did this. And so I used to hang out a lot with them and I learned a lot. So to kind of add and help with the business, I decided to be an architect because my dad used to do a bunch of drawings and stuff inside the bedroom because the drafting table was inside my room. Um, I had the same thing with the encyclopedia, the Britannia that they used to give you. And it's funny, even amongst all of those knowledge and stuff, they always used to have the fairy tale stories like back in the day, like Little Bo Peep and the Three Blind Mice and whatever, whatever. So between the drawings and the stories and stuff, it, it was always kind of like there. 
Um, when I went to school to become an architect, um, I did it for about two years. Um, I was on top of the world, honestly. I just came out of school, finally independent. I, I was hot stuff, you know, got my first car and it was like, oh yeah, I, I could, I am the man, <laughs> right? Um, it didn't, it, once, once I started working, the director at the time, he told me, he said, George, um, do you want to be an architect? And I said, of course, like, that's what I'm doing now. What are you talking about? And he said, well, he showed, he pointed to the draftsman. He said, well, you could either do that or you could go back to school. And I said, hold on, <laughs> I just got out of school. What are you talking about? Um, because to me, letter grades and this kind of stuff, that was really important to my parents too. It just, it, it didn't resonate with me. But when I saw him create an environment from a story, from the client's wishes, from what they wanted, I never did that before because everything was numbers and my parents are engineers. So everything is very regimented and you look at it very analytical and I have, a, I'm analytical too. I, I, I look at things very parametric and very pattern-like, but there was just something poetic about how he just kind of like revisions and like, oh, maybe this way and maybe that way. And I, I think- Wait, that, so what was the difference between what you were doing and what an architect does? Um, I was basically the technician. Okay. Yeah, I was the cat. Like an engine. Okay, so it was like, uh, like an engineer almost. Almost like, like an engineer. Were... Almost like a drafter. So I'm the I'm the hands for the architect, but got I'm not it, actually designing okay. and stuff like that. So it was got like it. at the bottom of the totem pole. So got I went back to school, a little older. Oh, I didn't even know that. So that, so there's like a two clear separate ways you can go in that field yeah like you can become an architect or you can be a drafts yeah and mommy what happens in the draftsman side that uh, some people get good at good at the tool itself and it could be at an autocad it could be an auto mm. um it could be an adobe Got where it. you get into more visualizations Got and it. so you actually could kind of branch into the fun stuff <laughs> um but uh yeah, I decided to go a little bit more on the things that you don't reap the rewards right away. It takes a while, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you have to get licensed for it. You don't have to be licensed to do the drafting, the visualizations and this kind of stuff. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Um, uh, I basically went to school, did that for about four years on my master's, and then I came back home. And I did like a ton of businesses and I was really gung ho to like, really like, oh, I'm going to, you know, finally be this thing that I wanted to be. Um, honestly, after about a year and a half and I don't want to skirt over it, I did have a breakup. <laughs> I did have a breakup and the breakup was definitely. Was it like a long it was, it was, it was a long breakup it, that like that. It was my ex fiance. <laughs> it was my, ex. Uh, okay. Okay. And so a lot of the things I think I was doing was towards, and as an architect, you're trying to architect this life. Right. Mm -hmm. And like, try to really push through it and everything else. And 
um, long story short, it just didn't, it, it didn't work out. Um, it didn't work out. And then I decided to change my environment. I said, I didn't have anything to really stay for. I was just like, well, how can I, you know, be better? Because I was getting down like mm -hmm. the business, the business route while I was doing the drafting, I was working in construction, I was working on my license. I was actually working in four places. So I finished all that and I said, let me just start brand new. I, I didn't really get to be international with architecture. So that's when I went to China, hence the books. <laughs> so where you work at that time, were you working for like a f architecture firm or mm -hmm. were you kind of working for yourself? Uh, okay. Both, both. <laughs> oh, okay. So firm. So you were like doing freelance projects freelance as well projects. as like working. I was doing construction firm. and I was also working in a firm. Okay, got it. You and after you break up, you kind of like I lost some motivation. Had like Basically, a reset moment. Yeah, my north star was gone. I was just like, damn, I've been yeah. doing all these things with other people. But that's like a big change, huh? Like, what what was the thing that made you like drop everything and go to China? You know what? Like I said, the the only lightning rod I had was just like I didn't really get international experience. And as someone in a local place, it's good to get that local experience so that if you come back, your credibility goes up. Got it. Yeah. And so, so were you planning on doing that? Like, anyway? It was, it was in the back of point. my mind, but I had a lot of things in front of it. And then when all of the things in the front of my mind was gone, it was just like, what's left? <laughs> I was just like, well, I got this thing over here. So let me just try it out. Got it. Um, I ended up in, in Shanghai. Um, they were they were doing a bunch of projects at that time. Like architecture was kind of booming at that time, and so I went over there for just to go there for about six six months or so, six months or whatever on a contract, and it it kind of blew my mind because <laughs> it was a million expats, a million, and if I have to, th if you think about the states being maybe 56 million or something like this. Suppose you condense all of it down to the ratio of 1 million. Chances are you might bump into Steve Jobs hmm. <laughs> or something like this. You're going to bump into these people and anyone who goes there, they're, they're, it's constant change. They're always trying new things and the buzz was just there and new projects and buildings and it, it was just really fun and the energy was just so addictive and coming from a local place where you don't have that much anonymity i had that mm -hmm. it was weird mm -hmm. and so really and truly what happened from china was that i was able to kind of be myself i i didn't really have that before and so when you were in the bahamas you were like Everybody knows who you are and a little bit. <laughs> like, <yeah. laughs> I was kind of, I just, well, your life is like, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of mapped yeah. out for you a bit, you know, and for some it's okay. But I think as a creative, sometimes we, we want more, we want to create more connections. You know, I feel like that's kind of how um, I felt when I went away for college. And I feel like that's a lot of how Americans feel mm. when they go to, away from home to go to college. Yeah. For, like university, like they're in this new place. They don't know anyone. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. It's like yeah. it's like a almost like a restart. Yeah. Yes, and I got to try my what ifs, and and yeah. as a matter of fact, I after I finished my job and I had that story where they were just 
I just decided to just try something different. I'm, I'm taking this about. Was it like a American company or no, a Bahamian was, company that you were working? No, it was it was a Chinese firm. It was a Chinese firm that had a a base in in um, Germany and then also in the U.S. Um, okay. I couldn't understand the Chinese that much to be able to, you know, see some of the documentation, but I saw one or two of the guys and I just stayed there for a little bit and I just decided to just say, just say, what if? Okay. So <laughs> surprisingly, as you're bumping into all of these people, these people who are enjoying the life and doing this anonymity, I actually bumped into a guy and he kind of became my best friend at the time. And okay. he offered me a job in at um, at a Swedish company. Never worked with the Swedes. I've never even met a Swede, but they were based in there. And their one of their biggest things was they was um, they they were an engineering firm, but they did it for automobiles. There was a brand new car, an automobile. I'm just like a brand new car. Who has a brand new car from scratch? That's, it was it was like something it was like the new frontier and I was just like I have to jump on this but they say they say well George your English is kind of good so how would you be a senior editor I'm like say what <laughs> a senior editor so I was basically senior editor and I ended up learning project management and at this firm and that got me into like learning more about the business and processes and SOPs and everything else wait so it's a car company but you were doing architecture. No, Stuff I just changed that. my industry. Oh, so you, but for, for the first six months, you were yes. in an architecture firm. Yes. And then you completely did a career switch. Let's say, why not? I, I, I'm, I'm trying this what if thing, you know, just okay, give yeah. it a try. One, okay. one more year, one more year, one more okay. year, right? Okay. Um, plus, I'll get my visa. <laughs> so it was like a, the opportunity came and you were like, okay, let's try this out. Yeah, why not? And what, what, turned into a year it turned into three and then it was just like oh crap what am i doing with my life <laughs> at some point so you were working there in doing project management pretty much yeah yeah and they had me traveling to between shanghai and beijing shanghai and beijing and it's just they're completely two different places mm-hmm. um and so at the same time i wanted to run the marathon but the air quality wasn't the best at the time. And so I ended up going to a spin class and I ended up being really good. And so the guy, the, the instructor says, Hey, do you want to be an instructor? And I'm like, nah, 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 I don't want to do this and blah, blah, blah. And he said the key words to me, he said, well, you know, you could get paid to work out. I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. Light bulb. <laughs> what? I get paid to play. And I think this concept more or less stuck with me for a long time. And I ended up doing that and I was still working at the place. So I found joy doing my job that was kind of like rudimentary and this thing. And I said, man, I already did my passion. I already did like what I'm comfortable with. Why don't I just do something that I don't like I'm good at that I don't even think about. And so I said, maybe I should open it. Maybe I should try to open up a, a, a studio. But because there wasn't any work and stuff at that time back home, but I kept like, hey, is there any work? Is there any work? And they said, no. And I was getting afraid that I was leaving my profession and going into so many other things that, you know, I would have been irrelevant. And it just so happened that I opened up this firm 
I mean, this I, I ended up meeting another guy who wanted to open up a studio. I dropped my ego because Naomi was just like, oh, who's the CEO? I'm the CEO. You're the CEO. And mm. we did like this like dance, right? But I already had a job. So I said, you know what? Let me just step back. I'll I'll do the marketing and this kind of stuff for that. I had I know nothing about this stuff, but I was the one behind the computer. Okay. <laughs> so I said, why not? I, Wait, this is like a what kind of studio? It was a it was like a boot camp. It was a boot camp studio, fitness boot camp okay. studio. Like a Barry's boot camp or something like that. It was Barry's mix. Actually, you know what? Yeah. Barry's mixed with Orange Theory-ish kind of this kind of vibe. Okay, got it. Yeah. So there was a lot of pump and fist, and I kid you not, mm -hmm. I it took me out of. And you, this was in China still. Right? This was in Shanghai still. Yeah. I'm I'm still in this. I'm still twelve time zones away. Yeah. <laughs> My parents are still wondering like when when you coming home, but I'm like yeah, but you know this thing, you know, and it's kind of fun. There's a lot of music. I meet a bunch of people all the time. And it, I, I had an opportunity to go back. The my the the company I was at said, "Hey, um, we want you to go to this other place." But I couldn't leave the business because I was also a trainer. So I had to make a choice: stay or give a chance on me, on us. Um, I just took a chance. I say, "Hey, how far is this gonna go, really?" Yeah. Um, and. We had this, we was doing it. The business was kind of like, we had, we had this, all the yoga and stuff, things that we just don't do. Cause this guy was yeah. an ex um, rugby player from Wales, big bloke, you know, could chug it down. Good guy. You know, he, he was like a jolly green giant kind of thing, you know? Like, and I was like the, I don't know, the skeptical witty guy. We had a, we, we were like a good duo. You know, I brought the strategy. He brought the task. He just just turn off his brain and rugby that bad and just get it done. I'm like, this guy. <laughs> so it, it really worked itself out. And I just and the strategy was basically, hey, if we can't do it, it ain't here. I can't do yoga. It ain't here. I said, you got this. I'm good at this. Let's just combine it. And we just sent a message to everybody who we knew in China. And three people came. Out of a thousand, those three people told their friends, and then told their friends, and from word of mouth, we were the feel good guys, and that's what we became: feel good fitness. <laughs> um, and I loved it. Met tons of people. Heard when when people come to the fitness studio, they drop outside. And they just try to bring themselves and try to be better and this kind of stuff. And the messaging is always positive. And um, I, it, it, four years later, <laughs> we got. So you you did that for four years. Three to four years, I basically ended up. We ended up uh, having clients that became investors, and we had a bigger space, and we were doing outside events and. We were doing stuff with like Under Armour, Lululemon. We did the events and this mm -hmm. kind of stuff. It, it was fun. It was wild. It was different. But I also the most. But I was doing everything. I was the trainer. I was also training other trainers. I was doing business development. I was doing market. Like I really had to do it. Like learn about KPIs. Learn about the PLs. I like. But I was also customer service, and I was just burnt. And so at some point in time, it was just like, nah, negative, time to go. 
Mm -hmm. I, I, the rubber meet the road. And so I ended up, um, heading back home. Um, oh, I don't want to miss this point. I, I did meet my wife at the gym. Oh, God. <laughs> she was, she was like one of the final few clients. What, when it was closing and like towards the end, towards okay. the end. And, okay. um, so she, wait, so when you move back, what, did she come with you or? Well, <laughs> I think sneakily, I said, Hey, if, if we stay together long enough, she might be open to long distance. <laughs> okay. Uh, it did kind of work out the way, but that's also when the following year, that's when we had COVID. Got it. Yeah. Okay. And I was out of a job. While you were back home. While I was back in the Bahamas. <clears throat> Lost my job. I didn't have a job. I, I, I didn't have a plan. I ended up working in the, in, with the government, working in the surveyor's office. And so I was working with the lines and stuff. And I was working in the Bahamas. I, I've never worked in the Bahamas before. Like with the government, they were the most secure thing during COVID. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the government never goes out of business, no matter how <laughs> bad business is. <laughs> it's a very weird concept. <laughs> so it, it really did help me out until we basically got hitched. And then two years later, I ended up here. And then starting all over. How did that happen? How did come in? Like moving to New York. Yeah. Uh, she wasn't staying in the Bahamas. I was like, I don't know why, but. <laughs> um, oh, so she did move to the Bahamas. At some, she she at stayed some and point. she stayed during COVID. Okay. Okay. Yeah. She stayed there during COVID. And, and she so, wanted to move to New York. And we, we spent so much during COVID. You come to terms with your choices you've made. <laughs> because you spent a lot of time with it and it ended up being really nice and really amazing. And then I said, Hey, let's just do this. I had, mm -hmm. come on now. I could never spend this much time with someone in a studio for 16 hours a day and still be okay with you. Something like some, some, something works here. So let's, let, let's do it. And so that changed my life trajectory again to be into where I'm at now because she still works here. So, um, the beginning of last year, I came. Also, oh, she, she came here. She, she went there because of the, her job or something. Yeah. She was there for a short stint. She was only going there for a short stint. Okay. And she always laughed. She said, I, I went over here for a short stint and came back with a boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so she's originally from New York. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Got yeah. It. Yeah. So, um, yeah, pretty much, uh, I had to start all over again last year. And yeah, one of the things. So last year is when you moved to New York. Yeah. And you got back into uh, architecture. I said, you know what? If I don't do it now, it's not happening. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Because <laughs> there's a lot of work that, like, that goes into it. And so similar to the first job that I got when I came out of school, I rocked up. I wrote out a resume, I dropped it off to the receptionist, and literally the same day Old as, school. I, as I was going through calculus to go back, because I didn't finish school, actually, so that, that's okay. the one lie I did. I didn't actually finish school. I was in the middle of calculus, and I thought, okay. oh, I need an intern. Let me just drop this resume okay. off. They call me that same day. I leave calculus, and they say, oh, yeah, you finished school, right? And I'm like, 
I mean, how, how, how would I be here? And then someone was leaving and I ended up was doing, I was good at CAD already because I was in school. And so I was doing the CAD and then they're like, okay, could you start next week? I'm like, yeah, sure. Literally, I pushed all of my classes to the end of the evening mm -hmm. and they didn't even know. <laughs> and I did the same thing Got last it. year. Okay. <laughs> last year, I wrote a resume. I was just like, I don't even know how people find jobs in 2022. I don't know how to do the apps and the this and the that. So I decided to go old school again. I literally print out the resume and I, I, I was doing stuff on the field. When I, when I was in Bahamas, even though I was working at the government, I was also still doing construction for my family. So I said, hey, I might not be able to draw, but I, could, I know what the project is at the end of completion. I know how to do that. So I could go on site and I just found that I had to use a lot of trans, I had to say a lot of transferable skills from project management to learning how to, I, I wouldn't even talk about like marketing and this kind of stuff and feel good, even though that was a part of it, but really, and truly it was just customer service and just talking to people. A lot of people just don't know how to talk to people. <laughs> and then more or less when I came back, I knew you know, I went back in the industry. So literally that same week, I, I, I find, I use the, the subway for the first time I go in the subway and I'm just like, oh, where is Park Avenue? And, <laughs> and I go downstairs and I did some research on this place already. And so you go to the doorman and they're just like, oh, well, I'm just like, oh yeah, I'm just going upstairs to blah, blah, blah. Ugh. <laughs> I go upstairs and I knock on the door and the first person there and I'm just like, hey, and I just start talking about the company and stuff. And he's just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he says, wait, who are you again? It's <laughs> just like, oh, yeah, I, I came for a job. And then I pulled up my resume and mm -hmm. he was just like, damn, <laughs> this, is, this is pretty old school. <laughs> no one does this anymore. And then that same week I followed up, got the job again. And they said, yeah, it, if anything, the story is that no one does this anymore. So at least we know you're proactive. <laughs> Got it. And yeah. So yeah, that's where you've been working for the last year. And that's why I've been working for the last year. And what do you do there? Um, like I, I'm, I'm an architectural designer or a job captain. And basically that's just a step above being a draftsman. So that means that I actually okay. have to take care of the job a bit more. I have to speak to vendors. I, uh, I have to make oh. sure that the quality of the drawings meet up to the standards of the firm. And oh. uh, it's just like one step below project manager and this kind of stuff. And um, it's a position that you don't have to be licensed to be in. Um, mm -hmm. So that's something that I'm in pursuit of right now, trying to get my license in the States and everything. Okay. Else. But the journey from... Also, you're trying to... So your goal is to pursue your career in architecture yeah that's like in the yeah run. to get my i want to get the title legally have the title i think maybe that's like but why um the other side to it is that the money changes when you're licensed yeah i understand but <clears throat> uh, you mean but why be an architect is it, yeah like do, do you see yourself like let's say let's fast forward to the day of your funeral <laughs> do you <laughs> do you see yourself like you know or the day of your retirement do you see yourself retiring as an architect is that like what you want to pursue for the rest of your life 
honestly, architecture entrepreneur. See, that's the part I don't get because it, it, it seems like you were kind of uh, thrown into this space, right? Because you, you grew up with it. And oh, no, I, I, definitely, so, I definitely have some of that for sure. Yeah. And, and like, uh, why didn't you continue to pursue it? Like, if that's what you really wanted to do. Because, like, I don't, what, from what I'm hearing from the, just the sense that I'm getting mm -hmm. is that being an architect is not really your like dream job <laughs> per se. No, no, no. It's... I, I, I actually feel like what, I, I, and tell me if I'm wrong, but no, you can go for it. It, it seems like you, the most, the, the part that you were most passionate about is uh, running that studio, what the, the, the fitness studio. Yeah, it was super fun. I was getting paid. I don't know. I was getting paid I, fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean that—that's kind of what it. The, even just like your the tone, like the, your energy of when you were talking yeah. about it. <clears throat> because when I do the the architecture part, I find it it's more of my introvert energy. It's the thing I could sit and get lost in, and I don't know if I know how to properly express that it's one of those it's it was similar to when i when i got into architecture and the thing that kind of propelled me was just that you sit down and you're just figuring stuff out and just experimenting and, and everything else the the part about really about architecture that really is the rub is really not having the best clients to do it and that that just really just rubs me the wrong way. I, I hate to say it. It's just, you have tons of people talking about what they see on Instagram. You have people like, oh, well, I got... But that's... And it's I, I think that's a myth. Because, uh, like, I see... A, that's what that's how I feel about when I do designs. Right? Or when I'm coding a website. Like, what I love is, like, I can just sit there and I can start figuring stuff. And I just literally... I, I can zone out yeah, just for yeah, hours. Yeah. Like, designing or something or something like that. But I, it's not the same kind of energy as like when I'm on Zoom teaching or something like yeah, that. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, but when I so it's a different kind of passion. It's a different kind but of passion. The thing right. is, I've always, I've always told myself that like when I was young, mm. and I was like working on this shitty projects, I'm mm -hmm. like only if I can work on better projects. But when I got the better projects. It was like, oh, only if I can work on these projects. But then when I got those projects, mm -hmm. like, I don't think that ever, ever ends. Because at the end of the day, mm. I mean, it's kind of like what I always talk about with like a lot of designers go into design because <clears throat> they like to, they think that they can express themselves or they can express their, you know, creativity through design and all of that. Yeah. Like that's what we think, right? Yeah. But at the end of the day, if you're working with clients, it's not it's not your you're not expressing yourself you're not expressing your creativity you're 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 in a service business it doesn't matter yeah. if the client I is apple I agree. right um and i would say that the the thing that i've tried to really really try to emulate is trying to maybe it might not be for the clients but maybe it'll be for myself so how do i have fun architecting and learning and architecting and stuff like this. And I actually do find a lot of enjoyment doing that. And so figuring out process. But is that even a thing? In 
like I guess in design, I guess if you have your own business, mm-hmm. you can work on your own design and stuff like that. Yeah. But in even there is like an end like that's not your main business right like if no, you're no, no, no. you know what i mean yeah so so facilitating fun learning to become an architect is more or less what my theme my underlying theme right now and it's fun actually when <laughs> um i get in like it's random like i'd look at a window treatment and i'd be like oh yeah this is connected and this is 0.5 and then this brings in more light and this is west facing okay the principles of like architecture is really dope and the fact that and i so it's not that you're trying to like express your creativity it's like you actually enjoy the 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 day-to-day act of yeah doing your job yeah 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 okay and and do you see yourself um, doing this for, for the rest of I your do, life. I do because it's one of those things where, like, I would like to design the environment of uh, my kids and my grandkids, and like watch them enjoy this thing that that optimizes their enjoyment in this space because spaces are all about experiences and stories, right? And it's just kind of like, oh, what story would I like for them? And yeah, like, and designing the grounds, making sure it goes with the environment because. The, the, the Bahamas is all sustainable. So maybe what, maybe the real question, because before we were talking about how, like, you know, you were talking about maybe, uh, you know, you, you want to mentor people and things like that too. Mm. But it almost seems like maybe you should just focus on, like, maybe your next goal should be to start your own firm. <laughs> Surprisingly, I don't. And, and, Surprisingly, I don't want my own firm. Why is that? Because uh, you, you said that you you enjoy that like um, you know doing it for yourself something like no, or I, what, no, I do. Does it mean something else? I do, and I don't want to get into the and maybe this is just me imposing this on myself. Mm-hmm. I don't want to get into the trap of um, what is it called? Um, the business side of it, and then like worrying about uh, the finance and worrying about like taken away from the fun is that how that works because you know when i see like big architect like big name architects right Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. are they working as like a as like a freelance how does that work like or do they have a firm that and so are they actually a business owner (laughs) or uh like for example like if you think of like frank gary right yeah like is, is he like a freelancer or how does that work <laughs> no, he's, a big company. he's definitely a big company he's, he's definitely one of the, the one of the bigger ones for sure um but but is he is he managing the business or um, is so, there somebody else running the business so, side? no i i think there's like three types of architects you know me have people who are like pragmatic and you know me have people who are like design and then you have like people who are like in between okay and so for people like frank gary they would be more design and then but then if you have something towards a lot of these people are designed but i'm thinking about renzo piano renzo piano is kind of he does more like workshop and he's more hands-on but it's definitely a pragmatic approach to beautiful design even big architects um they, they they play they they definitely play but there's a lot of uh client work and a lot of massaging mm-hmm. of like why this budget isn't this and that because even 
architecture itself hasn't really moved forward with design as would it be branding and marketing and this kind of stuff. We haven't really pushed that far. And like the things that I saw back then, problems wise, are still the same problems I see now. So Got it. it's it, there's a there's lots of rubs. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's a similar in the agency business. Yeah. Like most agencies are not like uh most agency owners are not creative people. Mm. They're they're the account people. Right? <laughs> they're the ones that yeah. brings in the business. You so, need them so bad. It's so annoying, but it's true. You need them. You need it's usually like a partnership, right? So there there might be a creative person. Like it sounds like this when you were running the studio, you were the business guy. I was a business guy, so, but I was also the designer too. <laughs> yeah, it's the problem like the problem with that is like w what I hear from that that period of your life when you said like you got too burnt out. Yeah. So like uh, people that are like born to grow businesses and run operations, they're like masters at delegating. Mm. Do you know what I mean? But it sounds like you were not really good at delegating because <laughs> nah. you were doing everything yourself. Of course, right? of course, yeah. So and that's the that's kind of the downfall of a creative person because mm. you know when you're creative. Um, a lot of creative people need that creative control, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I need things done this way, specific, yeah. th this particular way. Yeah. And it's really hard to, like, whereas in, if you're a businessman, like, I don't give a fuck how this, like, I don't give a fuck <laughs> if this website is, like, perfect or not. Like, they don't really care. So it's easier for them to delegate. Yeah. And it, so, you need a little bit of So, that. I mean, as much as I would, like, the, I think when I was younger, maybe the fantasy was, like, of the design. But I've definitely gotten more pragmatic, for sure. Mm -hmm. I've definitely gotten more pragmatic with it. And so I don't have the fluffy words. And when some, okay. and when a client comes to me and they're just like, and they try to try to architect me, they're like, oh, well, you know, this, this design, and we were thinking about this. I'm like, yeah, that sounds really nice. But what are your goals? Well, like, what's your budget? Like, let's, mm -hmm. <laughs> but it depends on who I'm talking to. Depends on who I'm talking to. And mm. from, you know, like you have to read the room, like, you know, you massage it a bit and like, okay, well, you know, what, you know, how much, va what value do you have in this? And like, what, these kind of things. And, it sounds like you can use a lot of storytelling in with your clients. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. That's kind of what I did at my agency. <laughs> like, I think where I developed a skill of like making people say, I never thought of it that way. Yeah. That came from me running my agency and working with clients and mm -hmm. employees and stuff like that because I had to constantly convince people to do something, right? Like, because there's always a gap between what the client <laughs> wants and what's really possible, <laughs> right? And then there's always a gap between what the designer is trying to do yeah. and what the client wants. So I always have to bridge that gap. So I constantly have to explain things in a way that they're going to understand. Yeah. And and usually when that happens, they're like, "Oh yeah, I never thought of it that way," or something like that. Yeah. Um, like a good example is this. Like, you, do you know WordPress? I do. So WordPress is like a blogging or website mm. platform that everyone uses. <clears throat> it's the most popular. Like, I think seventy percent of the website out there or something is made made with WordPress. Yeah. And. Um, like a new developer came and she's, he's like, why don't you like WordPress sucks? Like, why don't you use uh, this technology or Ruby on Rails or this framework mm. or something like that, which is technically much more advanced. 
like WordPress is actually technically it's garbage because <laughs> it's made with like PHP. Okay. And it's open source, so it's like it's really buggy and stuff like that. But like I had to explain to him, yeah, I understand all of that. But when we deliver a website to the client, number one, they have to be able to quickly hire freelancers and people in their own team to fix stuff. And there's a lot of WordPress developers out there because it's the most widely used platform. So you can easily find a cheap WordPress developer, whereas in to find a specialist who does this, it's going to be much more expensive, right? Yeah. And number two, most problems in WordPress has already been done. So when you Google like WordPress this, like you'll find an answer quickly on Google. Whereas in when you're using like a smaller technology, it's, it's much harder to find an answer. That's true. So... I have to explain things like that. Then he'll be like, oh, yeah, I never thought of it that way. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> or something like absolutely. that. Absolutely. I, I tell people, I said, look, I could give you a camera, but if you don't know how to use it, you know, we don't take the same pictures. I do this every day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. So I, it, that's what I meant by storytelling. Yeah. It sounds like you can probably use storytelling a lot in your work. So, but I, just, uh, I, I guess the thing that I'm trying to solve is trying to develop myself, but probably develop some, I say some, but kind of one, just, just share what I learned, but then also kind of make some kind of profit from it at some point in time. Again, it stuck with me, get paid to play. <laughs> so you don't feel like you're doing that right now. I feel like I'm trying to discover what it is know. because I feel like, uh, because I did too many things. I have too many like no, no i mean at your job right now your your hmm. nine to five job uh small doses when when i when i'm not like when they're not like wanting things like since like from last year I'm like excuse me <laughs> you just told me this yesterday <laughs> but you know that's gonna have when you were running your studio did you did you feel that way at some point like for me mm-hmm. it doesn't matter what i do yeah like once i've been doing it for a year no, I'm, I'm, it gets tedious. <laughs> no, no, no. It, it, it's it never gets tedious with our job because we have to deal with constantly new things, and we we have to figure out. There's a lot of problem solving as how to like make things fit and this kind of stuff. There's a problem solving component. Uh, um, they always talk about architecture being the 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 combination of art, science, and uh, wow, that my stuff. Business. Yeah, art, science. <laughs> <laughs> something like this yeah so there's we, we we wear a certain kind of hat that almost isn't quantifiable but it's quantifiable and a lot of people don't understand what we do <laughs> but uh i i enjoy the problem solving aspect it, maybe not for my client because i'm not the head designer but definitely for myself like how do i make this easier <laughs> so when you when you think of like pay to um get paid to play you don't think of what you're doing day to day as play mm, for instance not so much not so much and i don't know if, i not? don't know if it's the technology too because when i use the computer to do drawing is not the same thing when i pick up a pen and do it when i pick up a pen it's i i just dove into the depths of my imagination when i'm like moving a line back and forth on the computer, mm-hmm. like it, I feel disconnected from what I'm actually doing. And so you kind of feel like a CAD monkey, as they sometimes say. So someone gives you. But is that what, is that the industry norm? 
like uh, at the at the lower levels and then when you get higher it's a little bit less actually as a matter of fact you're just trying to get a bit faster so that you could deal with other things because people need uh, because they become legal documents after a while got it okay yeah so the, there's got not it. that much fun when there's there's like a lot of it's like a technical drawing yeah pretty much and you know yeah. that's kind of like the responsibility and scary part so you think that like once you get to that level where you are making decisions and things like that then it becomes more like play a little bit yeah a little bit okay. even though i could play along the way okay. <laughs> i you know for me like i i I had the realization that because I've been through this a few times, right, mm -hmm. with design, I, you know, I went through a lot of um, different things and it actually really held me back in my career Yeah, because I didn't just focus on one thing and just like if I just focused on one thing for the last 20 years, <laughs> you know, I, I would I would have moved along a lot uh, more. But because like I got into filmmaking, yeah, yeah, I got into filmmaking, I got into design and then I got into coding. Yeah. And then I got into, so I did apply all of that in within my business because like mm. when you're running a digital agency, like all of those things do apply, <clears throat> but, uh, it did, I think it did slow me down. And what I realized is that every time I tried a new, uh, skill, mm. it was exciting, but at some point mm. it did become like, I just don't, I don't like, cause even the things that you find tedious right now. That like or yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the the stuff that you don't think of as play. I bet you there was a point in your life when you thought of that as play. <laughs> um, was that? That's a good question. Would you say? Because like what, for me, when I first started my job, I didn't care if I'm designing email templates. Like just just sitting in a meeting with a client was fun. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like every little thing I did was fun, yeah. but. You know what? I really had. Yeah. No, I was, I'm sorry. I, I was about to say, to be honest, when I, I went back home recently and I saw drawings that I did before and drawings that I've done recently, and it's like, wow. It's just so. <laughs> it's, it's always like that. Yeah, I was very, I was very <laughs> proud of myself. I was just like, oh my God. <laughs> this guy. Who is this guy? Um, <laughs> Oh, you mean like you? The old one was better. No, the new stuff that I'm doing now, the stuff that I yeah, I yeah. care not yeah, to like course, about. Yeah. All, like, like I, I look at the stuff yeah. I did before, and it looked like I was I was drawing Tetris, but now I'm like, <laughs> you know, designing yeah. the DNA of a plant. That's how it feels, and and I, I'm, I'm proud of myself in those moments. Don't get me wrong, you know. Um, but those, I, I, I do kind of feel like, um, I don't know. It's like, I have to look at the little things. Yeah. I, I really needed to come to terms with, um, falling in love with every aspect of my job Yeah, because no matter what job I had, no matter how, like, you know, a lot <laughs> of designers look at me right now and they think that because I'm. I'm I'm designing this amazing website for <laughs> Jay Shetty. There's all this with the animation and things for like you know Darman's website and all of that. Yeah. Or even back then, I we we did like crazy websites for Swell Bottle, and like with all these like crazy and like we were always ahead of the curve, right? Mm. And people see us, <clears throat> and they they think that 
oh, like Sun's life must be amazing because he's he's working on all these like creative <laughs> projects and like great uh, clients and things like that. But it's it's not like that at all. Actually, like that is a very small part of my, my like when, when I'm able to come like because I, I, I can come up with that idea and it takes one or two days. Right. But actually executing that and making it come to life is a lot of headache. It's a lot of bug fixing and QA, QA and like a lot of, you know, like going back and forth with clients, going back and forth with designers, getting them to accept it. Like it's like pulling teeth. Right. And yeah. and that's not even including parts like that client that's letting me do all of that work. Mm. They're not paying me a lot because. You know, in in, the, in our work, it's one of two things. Like, either they're going to give you some creative control, but it's going to be a low-budget project, or they just want to do, do, just want me to do what they want, like, what they want. Like, so I'm just the hands yeah, exactly. to their idea. <laughs> and those are the high-paying clients. Uh, do you understand what I mean? Yeah. So not to mention 80% of our projects are actually boring-as-fuck projects <laughs> <laughs> where we're just building this boring as thing for a hospital yeah. <laughs> that nobody's ever going to see, no. but it's paying our bills. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so I don't think a lot of people realize that like, no, my, my job is not that glamorous. Right. And, by, and, and that's the thing. What, when I, when I realized that I'm like, okay, I need to somehow find a way to make every aspect of my, even that 80% of my job that I hate, <clears throat> I have to find a way to make that fun. And that's right. and that's kind of like, the, I was just like, how do I make this thing fun? And it's like little challenges I got to make for myself or time runs or just kind of like, how quickly can I get this done? Or like, um, how, do, how can I get ahead of my boss? And it'd be like, before he asks me, I'm like, ha ha, right here. You know? So, yeah. And there's like, exactly. like little games and stuff that I play with myself that, that help me get through it, if I have to be honest, you know? Yeah, that that's actually what I had to do is um, for those most of those projects, mm -hmm. my goal, my my intention, my goal has changed from <clears throat> making the most badass website yeah. to making this client as happy as it can be, <laughs> <laughs> like putting the biggest putting the biggest smile on that person, that client's face became my goal. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So it's that's ex actually exactly what I did. Like I would. I would do things like, you know, before they even ask, or I would do things like, you know, yeah. I would surprise them sometimes. <laughs> I mean, but that's like, it's like, that's the secret sauce. I feel that life is missing sometimes. It's just these little sparks of joy that comes from like helping someone and seeing that smile on their face. And, you know, so yeah. I, I mean, I get enjoyment out of those things, you know, and like a person didn't, like you said, didn't think about it and, and kind of like present it and they just like or like even if someone said hey we wanted this cabinet in in the kitchen and i know that maybe their kid they have a kid and you probably have like a little portion of the cabinet that probably holds the toys or something like this and it's something that they didn't think about they just like oh they're just gonna throw some things in there like it's like these like little details and then when you tell them like oh I didn't even think about that. It's just like, yeah, yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I like that to me is the cool thing about architecture, and it's not, yeah, that's the cool thing, and it's permanent. They live in it. They could talk about it. They could tell their friends when they bring them over, and 
they're comfortable because uh, yeah. a, a home is supposed to be like a custom suit. It's supposed to be an extension of you. It's supposed to be that thing for you. And I mean, that's how I feel about it. Like, I I guess there's like part part of part of the job that's also educating too, right? Like you're educating the client or something like that. Yeah. Which is which is like the same <clears throat> thing for my job. Yeah. I even like got to a point where I I I enjoyed the commuting. Mm. Because like you know, New York City commuting is like hell, right? Like you do it every day. Like after a while, it's like, especially like when it's like freezing outside and you yeah, just yeah, yeah. walk through the slush to the subway, or when it's like so hot and and you have to go underground and they're hot. But you know, like last time I went to New York, I was just like walking around the city during rush hour. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I kind of missed the commute. <laughs> like, I, I, do you, do you understand? Like, I don't know. As I don't know if anybody would understand this, but New York City has such an energy. It does. That even the commuting my, could be interesting. My, my parents came during Memorial. And again, they're from the island, they move at a certain pace. But the energy that they got from just being a part of the system, I've never seen them step so quick in my life. They were just like hopping this and hopping that, and their eyes were big. And I'm like, yeah, it's the city. Even that, yeah. even that homeless person or the garbage over here, like you need this. It's interesting. They say, oh, I, I, these, these are talking points. Okay, this is what we talk about now. <laughs> yeah. No, no, I, I. I... I, I really believe that because, and even the the weather changes, right? Because in New York, like mm. the four seasons <clears throat> are come like when you're in New York in the summer, it's like a different place than when you're in New York in oh, the yeah. winter. Hundred percent, yeah. 100%. So I, even that energy, I love. <laughs> like uh, you know, around Christmas time, you see all the Christmas lights around, and you, you you know, like that feeling. Like when fall, it's like going back to school time. The, the leaves starting to fall. Yeah, like, yeah. I loved all of that. Really, the <laughs> night markets, the, the events, and yeah, exactly the, the holiday market. Or oh, yeah, so good, so good. Oh yeah, no. So I mean, this is my stuff. So I guess. <laughs> so what? What would you say? Uh, it, it sounds like you're still kind of holding on to that that get paid to play thing. <laughs> I, I say, but you know, I, I say that because. Uh, um, I, I think I, I thrive in that area. I think I, I'm more useful in that area. I've seen... More what area? In the area of like when I'm having fun or an idea or something like this, I feel like I've been more useful to a group of people because that means I'm... Not because uh, how I play is I play because I care. And when I when I care, I feel like I really like bring. I really think of a win win. Because you can't play. By but do you feel like you? <laughs> and, and you don't feel like you can do that. And you're, you're doing that in your current job. You don't. You don't have that same feel. Same, no. Um. Same. I, I don't know if it's the culture. It, it's a bit different. Everyone's like you. you I've, is, this is the first place I've ever been to that I actually put in the hours that they they say. You know, when they say, oh, you'll work like two and a half hours, like that's like the amount of work. That... No, no, I work six and a half proper hours looking at my computer head down. And so it, 
you don't really get to like do the water cooler talks or whatever, or like people are talking on Slack. But that's what I mean. That six and a half hour of doing the work has to be played. Do you understand what I mean? Like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> gotta find a way. <laughs> no, but you know something. No, no, I, I huh? maybe it shouldn't. Maybe you shouldn't have to find a way. Maybe if there's already something that you feel that way about, like, is there something else that you could be doing for six and a half hours and you feel like you were playing the whole time? You like, you don't have to try to make it into a play. Like, it's automatically just is. <laughs> um. Like when you were, for example, like when you were training clients, like in the fitness studio, mm -hmm. did if you were there working for six and a half hours, would that have felt like play to you? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Even just being around it, even if I'm not doing anything, just watching people like go through it and letting my music play in the run and just bouncing and watching people and then like. You know, helping someone correct their form, help, help mm. motivate someone. What about like the job that 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 job that you had right before that? You said when you I was were doing when I was company? doing that, that was that was interesting in terms of just even talking to people, because I I never really was good at communication like that. Still, uh, I'm still like a four, and <clears throat> just. Also, do you? It sounds like you you enjoy more working with people. You know, and that's weird because I I really don't I didn't think so, <laughs> because I get very frustrated because I'm one of these people that does so many things alone because I've always been alone. That are you an introvert or extrovert? Or do I you know? I feel like I'm. I feel like I learned to be an extrovert. So I'm an introvert. I think I'm an introvert. Because okay. um, I I told you the story before. Um, I was an only child, so I had I played with myself. I used to have imaginary friends, all this stupidness. But I was also the elder child in the different families, so I had the responsibility of taking care of people that didn't live with me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so it was just like all the responsibility fell on me to be kind of like decent. And, do you, let me ask you something. Do you enjoy working with clients, like talking to clients and interacting with yeah, clients? They, and... the, we could shoot, we could shoot the wind and deal with stuff. And yeah, I, I don't mind doing that stuff. You find that more enjoyable than like sitting and working at your desk? Yeah, because you know why? It, after I do my drawings and then I come back and put in so much like love and passion into it and then show it to them and then they'd be like, Oh, can you move this yeah. wall or something like this? I, I, I'll, oof. <laughs> I guess I can, and then I just walk away. <laughs> I won't say anything. Oh, so. also there are part there are parts of like working with clients that you dread, like that you don't enjoy. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think you'll enjoy everything. There, and we have like five phases. We have schematic design, design, construction documents, CA and we have pre-design the stuff at the beginning is fun this is like you're oh, crafting yeah. someone's story with a building or an environment mm -hmm. this is the fun stuff like what we're doing now you know but that's how it is in all creative work. i know I you know, know that because you know they say the first 20 percent, the first 80 percent takes 20 percent of the time <laughs> and the last 20 percent <laughs> takes 80 percent of the time yeah. because yeah yeah those are the little tiny details that you don't really see a big change yeah yeah, yeah. but it still requires a lot of hours right like even in writing you can write a whole thing in like you know 20 percent of the time but then 
going back and keep editing, editing, oh. editing. That's the not fun part, right? Uh, like, I've, learned, <laughs> I've learned that from you, but I've definitely learned the the best part of rewriting is just like actually this makes more sense, and this is like actually it, it, it's not fun. Oh, you would enjoy that part? No, no, it's. I don't know how to really say it. You know what? Again, if I do it by hand, it's fun. Because I'm a, te- mm. I'm, I'm like a tectonic learner, and then visual. So I need to feel and touch. Got it, got it. I don't mind doing whatever you put in front of me, but I definitely think with got my it. hands. I don't think you're analytical then. Damn. I feel like. <laughs> I know. I, I guess maybe I learned through a. Enough. Maybe you are analytical because you grew up in that environment, but maybe naturally you're more of a, like a creative thinker. Do you know what I mean? Yes. 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 So maybe like learning and like, do you, do you find it more easier to like, look at visualize stuff and problem solve that way rather than like, you know, Mm. What you mean, like, uh, like, yeah, like I know a lot of people that they they need to put everything on the board, <laughs> like whenever they're doing some, like they're problem solving or something, like they have to like put it on the board and visualize and like even like the site map. They have to, like I never have to do that for me. I can just whip out a word document and just make bullet points. <laughs> I can do it like that. Nah, I, <laughs> nah, I I need mess. I need I need a collage. I'm like ah, not this, not that, and then it's, like. Yeah. Yeah. So definitely, I need. You're like the opposite of me, actually, maybe, because <laughs> like I always wanted to be creative, but I'm naturally not. But it sounds like you're naturally creative, but you were born in a. <laughs> you you were like taught to be analytical or something like what? that. You trying to tell me I'm left-handed? And I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> left left brain. <laughs> It might be something like this, but I've, I've always been. But here's what I, I think, just just to kind of like give you my thoughts on what I'm yes. hearing, just from your whole story. It sounds like the part of your life where you enjoy the most is are those four years <laughs> in China when you were running your gym. Yeah, it's just my Do you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. It's, it's feel-good fitness. Just feel good. Yeah, and, and just like maybe it's like the whole working with clients. Maybe it's like part of it is like building your own thing. Maybe the community mm-hmm. and all of that, and, and and also like probably there's probably something to it about getting validated, like getting recognized for it, right? Like people actually validating because when you're growing and people are sent referring new clients and things like that, yeah, that's validation that you're doing a good job, right? Yeah. So maybe. Yeah. I mean, to me, that seems like a little bit of hint right there. So maybe what you, I don't know if you're in like a fitness community in New York or something like that, but maybe the thing to do is like get into some sort of fit, like whether it's like, a, you know, yeah, I've, I've, I've also kind of like certain, certain things you just, I, I think you, if it's work, it's work. You just have to do it. You know, like it, don't complain about it, this and stuff. It, it actually might waste too much energy to think about it. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you, there's some, you have so many other things you got to do, you know? And so it's just one of those things where it's just like, um, <clears throat> even though it's the thing that I'm pursuing, 
it's also the thing that I was experiencing outside of the company that I had to deal with at the same time. That was just very uncomfortable. You mean, when you I mean the fitness the, company? When I first came to New York. Uh, can you give me an example? When, well, I think. Also, you think you can, you think you can have just as much fulfillment and fun in your job if it was like under different circumstances, like it's not the work. It's not the architecture that you think is yes. the problem. And is. I had to kind of create that or create a, mm -hmm. a, just a, a new environment, new pace, new way of talking. The language was different in terms of it was just it was just all different. And so I didn't have like the same mm -hmm. guardrails that kind of held me together. And so I just felt like I was spread thin and I didn't really have like anything that said, oh, I'm here and I do this and that. It was just like, uh, it's almost kind of like figuring yourself. Out. Oh, you think you were like doing too much? Yeah, for sure. Because I didn't know what I did not want to do <laughs> or what I wanted. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was, it was intimidating too. For sure. It was definitely intimidating. Um. Like when you first moved to New York, first moved to New York, and also was intimidating just the job itself because what it required it just required me to know things that I just didn't have. And I think that it was just like, Got uh, it. this just takes time. Is that because you've just been away from it for so long? Yes. Or, yes, I was very much so out of practice, like yeah. basic things. I just I was like, what's that again? And it, it, he verbally told me, like, it's just frustrating that I'm like, ah, it's just frustrating that I have to tell you these basic things. I'm just like, ah, I don't know what to tell you, brother. <laughs> I, but I, I couldn't say anything, be, you know, as my boss, but yeah, like, yeah. You, you know, people telling you these things and they're on a different time. And um, obviously I'm appreciative because they're giving me a job. So I can't really bite the hand that feeds me kind of thing. It's like we were kind of in it together, but it's just a little bit more frustrating for him. And it's a little bit more fearful for me. And literally, I think I told you, it's just like, dang, am I going to get fired? And it's just like uh, the weight of that kind of, that, uh, that feeling. Uh, how do you feel now? I feel a bit better because I kind of recognized some of the patterns and I've learned, I've gotten some experience and it, it, I went on both sides where I was like fearful. And then I was like fearless and now I'm like fair. <laughs> <laughs> some things are gonna fall this is what i can control so something interesting is like when i when i was telling you about like maybe uh why don't you go join like a let's say a running club or some sort of fitness club or something like that right <clears throat> like that's when you mentioned that like you know sometimes it's just a job is a job right mm-hmm like what, what where why did you say that i'm curious um i said that because i saw an old pattern before i went to china where i put all of my eggs in my motivations and everything in the basket of like this is the be all and end all when i have like this, the passion yeah. this will complete me you know this is when i'll bloom and i i kind of recognized that i was falling into that pattern and I said, no, this is just a job. I, I won't force it okay. to be more than what it actually is. Got it. I, 
and, and so so you think that your your real passion is somewhere else but maybe maybe and is that something you you're like looking to explore sure yeah yeah no, that's exactly why i said yeah. you know i think you should join like you should try to get in the fitness community in new york mm -hmm. because there's a huge fitness community in new york mm -hmm. and i wouldn't be surprised because i've been to i've been in a lot of these fitness community and i've seen businesses around it too yeah and a lot of it has nothing to do with fitness or technique or that, you know, um, it's, it's, it's like almost everything has to do with the community, the people. Mm, yeah, right? yeah. Like if I go to a gym or if I go to like a, a soul cycle, it's like people will go sign up for a certain time slot just for that instructor, just so that they can learn from that yeah, specific yeah, yeah. instructor. Right. And yoga is the same thing. Like some <laughs> some classes will be packed because of the instructor, whereas in other classes will be empty because of the instructor, right? Yes. So I, the fact that you were, yeah. Go ahead. Well, no, I was just wondering. Like, um, it. I know full well that I could go into something else, and I could enjoy myself, and and everything else. But I'm wondering. Is there also a path in the thing that actually pays my bills? <laughs> that well, I mean, that's the that's the hard part, right? Yeah, like that, that's kind of like where that, that's how huh? that's how I was when I first started. I had a, I didn't have money. I I had a job. I had a nine to five job. Yeah, yeah. And I was basically almost living like paycheck to paycheck when I started freelancing. So it was it was tough because yeah. I <laughs> <laughs> it, it I basically had to work two jobs for like a year. Yeah. Right. To, to get it off the ground. Oh, yeah, that's true. So, so I mean, obviously, there is going to be that pain period <laughs> where, <laughs> you know, you're probably, like, maybe you're, like, working your 9-to-5 job, and afterwards, you're, like, you know, you're, you're teaching a class for free or something like or, that, one class or two class. Yeah. <laughs> or, or whatever it is, like, whether it's coaching or mentoring or whatever it is, right? Yeah, yeah. But it's, to me, it sounds like, because the fact that you were able to do that in China, like forget the business side, forget the all all the other like you know getting burnt out and all of that, right? Imagine you were just working as a trainer only, and like let's say somebody else was taking care of all the business side, and you were just working there as a trainer, and you were just building community and things like that, right? Mm -hmm. It sounds like you were good at that because otherwise. I don't think it would have grown, <laughs> and not not to mention you like you met your wife there. Right? <laughs> so obviously, people are resonating with you. People are drawn to you for 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 whatever reason, right? Yeah. And you know, maybe you should test that out, even if it's like, yeah, even if it's just like coaching someone, mentoring someone, or teaching a small class or something mm -hmm. like that. You should explore where that goes because maybe that can turn into something eventually, you know? Yeah. I've always kind of been scared of going down that path, per se. Um, uh, two reasons. In one moment, I had... You mean like a side, side hustle kind of path? <clears throat> side hustle outside of what I do. And I've, 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 I feel I'm at the point where less is more. <laughs> 
<laughs> and I'm trying to do it with like I feel, I feel like I'm, you, I'm, is it because of the burnout? Not not so much about the burnout. It's um I I left like I I don't want to whatever I do I feel like sometimes I get really consumed. Like I I, I could be very obsessive. Um, got it, got it. Oh, uh, so you feel that if you start doing that, you're gonna start. Like I'll, I'll, lacking in this, <laughs> you're not going to care about your job as much or something like that. Oh uh, yeah, and and that would not be good. <laughs> yeah. So about that, I think that's something that you're going to have to learn to deal with, though. I mean, because because uh, I'm like that too. <laughs> like I, I get like, you know, when I work on one project and I'm consumed with it, like I kind of <laughs> put all of this on the <laughs> back burner or something like that. But. There was a random time I just like I, I I remember just I remember just like making a website once and it's just like I spent three hours one night. I know I didn't need to do it and I did it. And it was just like ah this is awesome. I was able to do it. Because you were like in the zone, you were in the flow. I was in, I was in such a flow. Oh son, you have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was yeah. beautiful. No, that's how I get it's beautiful. It was it was so beautiful. It was it was delicious almost. Um but I, I guess maybe, yeah. Like I, I mean, but do you really want to live life like not having that? Also, well, it's not that. I think I'm getting that. I just wish I could. I'm trying to. I think I'm still exploring how to do it with what I'm doing now. I do. I really do like learning. At the end of the day, the common denominator is that I like learning, but I also like learning with other people. <laughs> Because I yeah, I, when you're by yourself, you're always right. <laughs> so let me ask you this: like, what would be your dream job? Well, that's the thing; it wouldn't be a job. <laughs> yeah. So, what would be that dream thing? Like, if you can do, let's say, money wasn't a factor at all, right? And we live in a society where. where Everything is free. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Some utopian society where everything was free. What would you be doing? <clears throat> I think I would be island hopping in a bunch of eco-friendly fitness retreats where we talk, laugh, and have a bunch of fun. <laughs> and it's very yeah, seasonal. I, I, and it's very seasonal. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like I feel like <laughs> you're uh, right now. You, there is something else hmm? that that you're gonna want to pursue, even like whether it's yeah. not not now or five years from now or ten yeah. years from now. Like that thing is always going to be on the back of your mind, in my opinion. Mm. And it's just, it's. I think it's it's actually much easier for you to start setting those, setting up the stepping stones to get there now. Yeah. So that even if it does happen, like let's say two years from now or five years from now or something like that. Yeah. That you know what I mean. But if you don't right now, two years later, five years later, you're still going to have to start from scratch. <laughs> Do you understand what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think so, that's why I was very open to, I guess, the hot seat. Um, mm-hmm. Like, I don't mind splitting apart or, you know, whatever I'm thinking. Or like, hey, maybe this is what it is, you know. Um, yeah. So I, and, you know, that it, 
it's always hard. Like I think when 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 you're starting something from scratch, like especially like as a high side hustle, I think it's so hard. It's it's the reason why almost everyone I know. I'm trying to think how many people do I know who started a side hustle? Do I personally know that started a side hustle and succeed? Like I think nobody. <laughs> like that's how <laughs> I, I know so many people who started a side hustle. Yeah. But they usually give up, right? Because like I feel like to, in today's society, like we're we're so we're so soft. <laughs> we're so we're so soft that you know there we don't understand what hard work really means. Mm. Do you understand what I mean? Mm. And for me, when I got my business off the ground um, as a side hustle, it literally I had to. It didn't. Nothing happened until I started taking it thinking of it as I have two different jobs. I have to go to work. Yeah. I have to come home. <laughs> I literally like, you know, I have to come sit at my desk and like, I'm still fully dressed. Like I, I treated it like a second job. Yeah. Like a second nine to five job. Right. And that was, that's the only way I was able to get it off the ground. Yeah. My parents. So, too. yeah. So yeah, like I think that, but then like, I think it's, it's worth it once you go through that. If that can kind of be the seed that and gets I, you to the next step. I agree with you on that. I, I think my parents did something very similar because they didn't get into construction because they liked construction. As a matter of fact, they they just like doing a good job, no matter what it is. <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> they don't really think about what... I, you know what? I, I actually think they're very wise, though, because I think, I think if all of us, every human on Earth... Yeah. This is what I strongly believe. Yeah. If we had the mentality like your parents, where we're not trying to chase some dream or some passion, right? Like, no matter what it is, it can be as simple as washing the dishes. Yeah. Just... Like, we, if we put the passion in doing a good job, being proud of our work, <laughs> I actually think we can be really passionate about yeah, it. Yeah. Like, because you know how they got into construction? My dad didn't, my dad realized that his dad was taxing him too much money for being in the house. And he said, you know what? I got to get out here, man. Because he bought an air condition. And then he said, ah, I got an air condition. There was the only air condition in the house. And then his dad came in and said, yeah, so uh, the light bill is a bit high. So maybe you shouldn't turn that on. And my dad was just like, no way, no way. Immediately, he decided to say, I need my own place. So he decided to get, start building. And so on the side, he went to work. And then afterwards, he would get his brothers and stuff like this. And that's literally how he literally started to learn how to build his own building so that he could not live home and have me and my mom mm -hmm. to live there. And basically, that's how they got into construction business, because then someone that said, hey, could you build this for me? And so he said, what extra money? Sure, why not? And then it just built and built. And now they have this reputable company. And, and you and I feel like... Do you think he enjoyed that? Huh? Do you think he enjoyed doing that? Like I said, it. he doesn't care what he does. He just want to make sure he just does a good job. And that's it. And he just enjoys, and I, enjoys I really learning. Do and, like, yeah. hey, and I think he enjoys absorbing people's knowledge and then at the same time bringing it to his repertoire if they fall short. And then it helps him be able to learn and do an, another product. And then it like he, he just likes learning himself. And my mom is the one who like ties it all together. 
But then she's right yeah. there learning too, because oh my gosh, she's prideful. I think it's maybe being a British colony and a lot of pride as a part of this too. But yeah, I, I feel the same. Yeah, no, I, I really, I really do believe that because you know, like if you watch that show, Dirty Jobs, yeah, <clears throat> or like uh, if you yeah watch Dirty Jobs, like most most of those people are are like multimillionaires, yeah. right? And their job is to like you know like basically unclog toilets or like <laughs> it's like but it's, it's they started like that and then they built a business around it whether it's like garbage garbage truck company or whatever it is yeah yeah, yeah. but they get so into it yeah they, like they really they're really passionate about their business you know what i mean <laughs> really- and i think it's the pride like it, there's something about being proud of doing a good job yes and- that that makes you happy you know yeah so I think that's literally what I'm trying to, what makes me proud to do this thing. And then, you know, like I said, on the surface, I think, yes, I say I want to get paid to play, but I think it's also just like having pride to do this work and like, hey, maybe that, maybe that, that phrase get paid to play was maybe that's, um, you know, actually, like not a blessing but a curse because <laughs> I, I actually, you know what, I actually do believe that about what's going on right now, right? Because mm-hmm. back then, you know, rewind back to the nineties, right? Like nobody was looking for like, oh, I need to find that one. Pa- I'm gonna build my own app and like I'm gonna start a podcast, and nobody was saying that, right? Everybody was content with getting their getting a job after co- their college doing a good job getting promoted and you know yeah whatever how, however they're like like everybody was content with that and that nobody was depressed like everybody was happy and all of a sudden now mm. ever since steve jobs said you know ever since steve jobs made that commencement speech where he said like you know do what you love and you never have to work a day in your life right and then now all of these like now there's millions of them on youtube and instagram that are talking about like follow your passion just if you like all these things like all these crypto bros and all these like you know 23 year olds making like you know driving ferraris and that are just pumping this message into the youth of america or the youth of the world yeah i actually think is making people miserable yeah because i agree we have this dream that okay there's some passion or some dream job or some life over here yeah that I might never get, right? That's true. But we're just, that's just chasing a pipe dream. When, And even if you do get it, like a lot of people, when they get it, I think they realize it, it wasn't all it was hyped up to. Like, they're still miserable. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So. Yeah, it's like. I actually think your parents got it right. <laughs> <laughs> no, they had to. No, they did. They did. And it is, it's, it's almost enough. I bet you they're happy as fuck. <laughs> Like, I feel like right now, I mean, now speaking to you, I feel um, me, and you could correct me if I'm wrong, I feel like the next paths are just focus on solving your own problems, I guess, and put it out in the world. And it yeah. might help. I mean, that's my. Man. And honestly, if it take off, like you always say, I mean, the market would tell you if they want more of it or not. And uh, yeah, just just stack, build your mountain almost. 
Yeah, I mean, that's my entire life philosophy is just take it one step at a time. Like, I don't, whenever I think about the future, <laughs> I actually get miserable. So what I really have to do is I, I just have to, somebody said this, like, yeah, just do a good job in whatever's on your desk, right? So whatever's in front of you right now, like, do a good job. And I, every day, 10 times a day, I have to remind myself whenever I start thinking about, like, oh, you know, I'll be great at night out. Like, if we build this, we, if we have this process where people can do this and, like, in the community, whenever I start doing that, yeah, that actually stresses the shit out of me. But when I just focus on going to that small group meeting, <laughs> go, going to that Monday masterclass and just like taking one step at a time, what, what can I do to do the best job right now? If I'm reading somebody's story, what can, how can I leave the best feedback for this person right now? Mm-hmm. If I'm just focused on the day-to-day tasks, yeah. actually, before I know it, like let's say three months passed by, like I'm, it's kind of like you're draw, drawing and then you <laughs> went back and you looked at your old drawings like, holy shit, like <laughs> this is how far I've come. Yeah. And and that kind of progress you can't really see with your eyes. No. You know what I mean? It's very true. Uh, so many lessons. <laughs> <laughs> but dude, I, I, I feel for you because <laughs> I, I'm the same way. And I like I literally have to remind myself 10 times a day, like, son, like, don't worry about all of that future <laughs> problems. Like, just focus on I, fixing whatever is in front of me now. I, you know, is I feel like I've said this to someone too. I don't know why I don't take my own advice. Um, I they were just like, oh, I'm thinking about this and that. I said, but you already know what you want for the future. Why you just don't focus on what you have in front of you? You know, you just have to just yeah. yeah. It, it, it's very similar. Just like take as you step, you'll, yeah. you'll get there. Like, and that's to me. That's really yeah. what enjoying the process is all about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and you know what else? Like whenever I do that, when I do start thinking about that, because and, <clears throat> and usually what happens when I do that is when I come across a YouTube video, right, where somebody's talking about, oh, this is how I built a, a membership that that you know <laughs> that that generates ten million dollars a year or something like that. Yeah. It's when I see those things that then I start. Th- I was like, maybe I should do that or something like that, mm-hmm. and that actually makes me so unhappy because. Uh. I'm I'm like, it's, um, I'm like unsubscribing and I'm going through all of my saves and like just deleting things. Like I said, that's what I did. Really, like right now, it's just like less is more. Seriously, um, just like yeah. Hey, so let me ask you this. Like, and it's almost instant. Like whenever I catch myself doing that, I'm like, oh wait a minute, no, I just need to focus on now. Yeah. And then when I bring it back <clears throat> to the present moment, I actually feel so much better instantly. Uh, like all that anxiety goes away. I'm just like, go out in my balcony, <laughs> drink my coffee, and just like don't you enjoying like this, the. Don't you feel like this energy just takes up so much space? You just yeah, it's, and it's the internet. So much space. <laughs> it's, it's social media that's doing it. Ah, uh, uh, it's so much. Space. Just think about this, right? Like, <laughs> imagine you went away to upstate somewhere in a cabin yeah. for a week without any internet access, like. You wouldn't be thinking about any of that. Yeah. Like you would actually probably be super happy. It's you, you know, you know, I, I recently went away and I came back and I, I've definitely noticed something different. And it's like all of the things I I've felt before, whatever. I don't know what it is, but the things I can't control or the things that I'm thinking about that's far away or whatever, I give that shit six feet, buddy. Six feet. So I can see mm-hmm. it, I understand it. I just don't acknowledge it. You six feet. Just six mm-hmm. feet. I you, you don't, <laughs> no, six feet. 
and I, I feel so calm and it's weird because I feel like I have so much space for the right energy. And I think maybe that's how come I wanted to do the, the, the hot seat and just kind of like, Hey, I really want to make sure what I put in makes sense, you know, unbiased opinion. <laughs> Cause I know you're going to give me. And I also, I also think that whenever I do that, it, it give, whenever I, it gives me the anxiety, they're all, that's when all my imposter syndrome come. Like, that's when I lose all of my mojo. That's when I start second-guessing everything I say. Mm. Like, you know what I mean? And yeah, then yeah. that energy comes off that way. Even, like, when mm. I go on Sunday service, I'm worried about all that. Yeah, It comes off, off that way in meetings or whatever it is. And then people can sense that. And that confirms that <laughs> bias. So, like, now it, it's, it's, like a, it's like a vicious cycle. It's so vicious. <laughs> But I, and you know, my dad talks about like, <laughs> I've, I've always talked about this, about um, the, um, he always brings up Einstein with uh, um, the you, energy can't be created or destroyed. And, and it's kind of like, uh, it, if, if it doesn't serve you, like just move it and let something else come in. And I, I just feel the same way when being social media, this and that, and I like the energy just boils up, and I'm just like, this is not doing anything for me. It's it's so heavy, but I but why am I carrying someone else's stuff? Mm-hmm. Unless I want to, you know. But it, it's it's almost uninvited. It's like pass. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, I- we should all be listening to your dad. I <laughs> see. That's what I was saying about how like. You know, a lot the older generation actually are much wiser. It's just that we think that the younger generation, because of the internet and all of that, they're more knowledgeable, right? They have more knowledge, but they don't have wisdom. Yeah, it, it's so bad. <laughs> it's so bad. It's really so bad. And I think I've been getting caught up in it too. You know? Yeah, no, every day yeah. for me, every day. It's, <laughs> it's kind of like, uh, I, what? I didn't know what Riz was and this and that and it's just like do i need to know that though i'm at the point where i'm a remix now my generation is a remix of the generation now it's crazy i'm yeah, at that yeah. point and um i accept it i accept it it's all good <laughs> yeah no i i i definitely um i can relate and um you know it's it's the reason why for me it's a constant reminder, constant battle. So it's like, I just want to, I guess I just want to tell you that like, you're not alone. Right. And that, like, I think we are, we're all going through that. And if, if anybody says, no, I'm, I'm happy 24 seven, I'm confident all the time. Like, I think it's bullshit. Right. Mm. Like, <laughs> I, f- I feel like if I, if I just, just thinking about like, if I wanted to do a service or a product or whatever, um, I think I would keep it really super simple, probably like what you're doing now. And it's just like back to basics. This is what I learned. This is what my dad said. I think this makes sense. What yeah. do you think? And like something very super simple. You know how, uh, I don't know if you were around when I first started, but yeah. like the way this whole Night Owl Nation evolved yeah. is just by me. You know, whenever I like, Whenever I got on a Zoom call with anyone, mm-hmm. when COVID started, I recorded everything. Yeah. Like I have my Zoom on auto record. Mm. 
So if I'm talking to like an intern, right? <laughs> or I'm talking to like a client or anyone, even my friends, yeah, it's being recorded. And then I would just take clips from there and just start post. So what I did was like I just took all of my life lessons that I've learned and then I just put it started sharing them okay. on the internet on Instagram. That's a good right? first step. And then yeah, and that got to a point where somebody was like, son, like, can you teach me this? Or can I, can I, oh, actually, you know, the craziest thing was like two, three months into it, you know, like at that time, I'm a, I'm basically a web designer, right? Because I'm, I'm an agency owner. I yeah, do marketing yeah, yeah. and things like that. <clears throat> and, and some woman from California DM me and says, son, do you do any coaching, like life coaching? Mm. And at, at the time, I didn't know what life coach was, right? <laughs> so, so I was like, sure. And then I jumped on the call with her. And I just basically had an hour-long conversation with her. And it was amazing. And like, she was like, she, she found it really helpful. Nice. And the, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it happened like that little by little by little. And at some point, I think when even last year when I first started, all I did was I just said, I just sent out a thing to my whole, follow, all of my followers and say, hey, if you want to come Sunday, just join this Zoom call. <laughs> and then like 100 people showed up, right? Nice. And then that's how it started. And then at some point, I started charging money for it. <laughs> and, you know? Uh, that might be the way forward. <laughs> it may be. It yeah, it really, hurt. really, really it happened hurt. organically. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. hurt. <laughs> and i i feel like i've i've naturally been like i i'm sure because I, I can tell just by the way you lead your small group and things like that you're probably naturally already doing that with people right like um no, like i people have i don't know why but people feel the need to be vulnerable with me like i feel like maybe i create that space that mm -hmm. hey drop that i don't tell them to it ain't like I have a sign, <laughs> but they just kind of naturally, you know, let it out. Yeah, I, I think there's certain people that are just like that. Yeah. So maybe you're naturally like a, teddy bear. a coach or mentor or something like that. <laughs> so, I, I mean, I did that with um, all my employees. Mm -hmm. So I do that with like people, like <laughs> other friends that I know that are like younger than me. They always come to me for advice. So... Yeah, I mean, I think that's how it starts. <laughs> my, my introvert side is not like this, though. He's a dick. <laughs> he's, he's, not, he's not nice. That guy is not nice. <laughs> he's not nice. He's very passionate about what he does. He's a tyrant. It's like, it's, it has to be this way. And, but if, if I don't have my hands on it, it's all good. It, I'm Mr. Rogers. It's all good. Oh, I see what I see what you mean. Yeah. So the thing that like so the the work that you you're I I, I think I completely get it. Yeah. It's because there are certain things that I feel like this is my responsibility, therefore I need to control this. Yes. It's it's whenever I feel like I need to control something. Mm. See, like when I jump on the coaching call, it's completely different than when I work with like a work with a long term project client. Yeah. Because I feel like when I work with a client who's hiring me to do their website and marketing message, yeah. 
I have a responsibility to make sure that that converts and generates revenue and all of that. Exactly. So I'm a dick. (laughs) But then, so like, I won't let little things go. I'm like, oh no, that we can't do it like that because that's going to cause problem down the, like here and blah, 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 blah. I'll I'll point it out. But when I'm doing a coaching call, like in the back of my mind, like I I might be on a coaching call and then we get off. Like, I know that that person is not going to do half the things that I said, but I don't really care. (laughs) Because I feel like uh, I my after that one hour, my responsibility ends. Yeah, I do you understand what I mean? Yeah, no, I get it. Uh, I'm so different. My so growing up too, I my chores. One of my chores was I had to cut, I had to do the the, the yard, and now I'm gonna go to my mother now. She is, she likes. She uses words like immaculate. And I needed to. Oh, so she's she, she's your introvert side. She's my introvert side. So it's like I needed ninety ninety, and and I and so what what's happened is uh, when I if I would like go through the house or whatever, if I leave like I didn't cut the grass or whatever. So what, what would happen is like she would be like, "Didn't you see it?" And I had to develop the spatial and aware. So I see things. So even to this day, oh, okay. if I see, if I see anything and maybe like uh, something might be out of order or whatever like this, because everything has to be in its place. Oh, so you, you don't think you're naturally like that? I think I've <laughs> developed that to, as a part of it. At this point in time, it's just a part of me. And so like, if I see if. So you develop perfectionism. <laughs> <laughs> But I ignore it. I ignore it. <laughs> because you can't be that way. And I used to get super anal about things when I was growing up. Because I used to hang out with my mom a lot. My dad's more happy-go-lucky, which is more probably my natural state. So normally when I see things that are like out of order or whatever, I have to actively tell myself not to act on it. Or like mm-hmm. just let it be. Like just chill. I wonder if... Now you got me thinking. I wonder if I'm like, that I'm like, type of perfectionism... Mm-hmm. Huh? I wonder if that type of perfectionism is a learned skill. Maybe, maybe nobody's naturally perfectionist. Maybe it, it's something that society put on us. Throughout it, it, our I, life. De- I definitely feel that way. It's not. Trust me. You leave yeah. me to my devices. I'm chilling. Yeah. However, yeah. this I have this. It, I don't even want to call. It's like because we tie it to our identity almost. Exactly. We tie it to our ego. Like okay, <laughs> that's a reflection of if if I do a bad job on that grass, that's a reflection of me. So therefore, I, I need to make sure that's perfect or some, you know, something like oh, that. Oh, I don't want to get yelled at when my mom. What are you yeah. talking about? <laughs> I can hear. <laughs> no, no, but, she's but I mean, but like, first of all, you... she's lovely. She's lovely. It's just that she is definitely like she worked really hard. Perfectionist woman did amazing things, and like this was like a part of what she needed to do to get to that level and stuff like that. It just so happened that I was in the proximity. And <laughs> it no, that's what I meant. <laughs> like it, it's 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 um th- that develops all the way to a point because like think about it. Let's say now you got a job, mm-hmm. and then you're known for making perfect lines and just doing everything yeah. perfect, right? Then people are gonna put you in that box. It's like now you built this identity of like okay, <laughs> George is like anything we give to George, he's gonna make it perfect, yeah. right? Once you built that reputation. Now you have to live up to that reputation. Ugh. 
So as soon as things are not perfect, you're going crazy. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, no. So maybe it's like a developed skill like that. It's it's a built up. You build these personalities from things, you know what I mean? And so instead of society doing it, it's you kind of like. Because as soon as you were telling me that, I actually felt this. I was like, oh, maybe that's what happened to me. Because and like I, I remember when I was young and when I was a kid. I wasn't a perfectionist at all. Right. Like I was very like, <laughs> you know, free willing Bob Dylan, right? So, <laughs> so <Hilarious>. yeah, <laughs> I, I think I developed that too. Yeah. No, it's, so we should be able to undo it. Yeah. You know? No, it, it, it takes, I, I think over time, the thing that stays around is the thing that stays around, that the energy you have for these things stays around. So I, I definitely feel like it wanes. Um, especially if I'm doing something new. Now, if something is a part of me, like you said, if you do things over a certain amount of time, <clears throat> you'll be good at it. You don't even think about it as reflex or whatever like this. Um, mm-hmm. So that's how come me feeling to switch onto something else is like, personally, I don't know if I have the energy for the perfectionist side that's probably inside of me that wants to like, it has to be like this. Uh, uh. <laughs> and it's it probably has to do with like that's probably also related to how like the the future thinking to not being present yeah because when i'm doing that i'm because i'm worried about something in the future or something like that perfection means that you already imagined what it'll be in your mind yeah 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 exactly yeah you already so that all of that is imaginary about the future (laughs) imaginary expectations all right my expectations are killed boy (laughs) <laughs> yeah so i mean that's why that's why i it's it's a constant reminder for me that like for me <clears throat> my entire life philosophy is literally like that's why like i think eckhart tolle's book really resonated with me where i'm 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 trying to be as present as whatever i'm doing right now like for example right now i'm focused in talking to you mm-hmm. so all of my energy is on this conversation yeah and i'm but whatever i do in front of me I actually, I don't multitask anymore. Same. Like I used to be such a big multitasker, but I don't because now I just want to be present and put all of my energy and do this right. Whatever I'm doing right now, I want to do it the best as I can. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe that's kind of like the answer, you know? And maybe that's what's going to also lead you to wherever it's going to lead you to. I've been reading the stoicism and this kind of stuff. And actually, so... Definitely, we come from like going to church and more religious and the spiritual side, and it's and it's very interesting. What's kept me balanced is like um, thinking about like God, uh, spirituality. It kind of lets you look outward, outside of yourself, and like okay, mm-hmm. you'll be able to attain this thing, and th- there's an aspiration almost. And but then when I look at like stoicism and this kind of stuff, which I've been really into, it's kind of like that same thing, but within. Yeah. And I found that like these, taking hundred percent responsibility, <clears throat> responsibility, regardless. And it, I find that it it brings me to like it, it creates a harmony of like, hey, where I actually think stoicism also is because like stoicism is like whatever happens, yes, letting letting go of t- yes. also, right? So letting trusting the universe that whatever exactly. is going to happen is going to happen. Just a very different way. It's I, very cool. Yeah. It's very interesting. Yeah. I, I like it. It's, no, I, I like that. Yeah, I, actually, that's what I like about religion. Like, I'm not like. Do you, do you guys go to church? Or? Uh, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have my me, I have my version. 
(laughs) (laughs) What I do like about spirituality is that I think when you're religious, I'm not the center of the universe anymore, right? Like, and you're kind of letting go of some some control. Mm -hmm. And I think that makes you a little bit humble. It does. Right? (laughs) Whereas in like, if if Mm -hmm. I feel that I'm the center of the universe, I'm my own God, (laughs) then that's where like ego starts building and like, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, we're just a dot of an existence of time. And that's it. And, but at the same time, it's like, you be the best goddamn dot you ever could be, okay? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it's like so you know uh, like so you know Ryan Holiday right yes. if you, yeah, if you're yeah, into yeah. stoicism yeah. yeah so I remember a tweet from him which was like so <clears throat> profound for me is he said that uh, the universe is the director right but I'm the actor <laughs> so like obviously I can't rewrite the script mm-hmm. I have to but what I can do is I can play my part as best mm-hmm. as I can yeah yeah <laughs> do you know what I mean yeah so within that, I have full control yeah. and I take full responsibility. Yes, yes. But by worrying about the script and like that's... Six feet, six feet. Yeah. <laughs> six feet. <laughs> Just like, I have nothing to do with me. Just got to do what I got to do. Yeah, I think we're on the same page. Right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, maybe, maybe I I hope this conversation helped you kind of, <laughs> you know. Maybe. Sorry, <laughs> I, a, it, it helped me. <laughs> <laughs> no, for sure, because like I said, I only child, elder, this kind of stuff, and I, I've been I've unfortunately been in a lot of situations where because I overly care when I first begin, everyone kind of gives me that agency. It's weird when you really really care about other people's things. Um, it robs you of your identity sometimes. And so that's how come I don't stay in things for too long. But like now I'm in this thing for a very long time and actually being a night owl for a very long time and actually talking to people and actually expressing myself and putting myself out there and these kind of things. And so actually hearing something that probably goes against what I said or maybe actually going with it because when we're doing storytelling, we're going below, we're going deeper than the surface. We're, at, we're actually trying to ask, what is this person? We're trying to talk to the person's real voice, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're trying to talk to their real voice. Without the a ego. A lot of yeah. people, Without. a lot of communities don't have that or do that. You know, it isn't about therapy. It's like actually someone trying to Except church. Maybe not even church now. Not even. Like, not even. Yeah. They they all trying to like make you successful. <laughs> Which yeah. you can so tell silly, even from like it's <clears throat> when you see those like worship teams that that are like putting out albums on Spotify and things like that, where like it's <laughs> there's some good mixes. It, it's like, there's some good mixes. I, I'm not gonna lie. I feel no, 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 the music is great, <laughs> but I don't in my opinion that's not worship, yeah, right? Like yeah. that's that's playing music, <laughs> you know? Like, so yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And this was a great, deep conversation. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm glad we, uh, I, well, I'm glad you got stuff out of your chest. And this, it definitely helped me kind of clarify some things. <clears throat> yeah, no, it's in my own. It it helped me to just to like lean into the examples that already been here, and also that other people are there. Yeah, sometimes maybe we just need like a reconfirmation of something we already know, or get regrounded on something. 
that we already believe in. Or I think. I mean, I, that could also be ego too. It's just kind of like God. He's been telling me to do things my whole life, and it's just like I want to be right for once. And it's just like God damn it, <laughs> <laughs> full circle. <laughs> well, you know what I think? I think we are right, even when we are wrong. Like, <clears throat> like what? What? Like, let's say my what? Let's say my whole life philosophy. So it's been like that for a while now. Yeah. Like that. My my life philosophy is: don't worry about next year. Don't worry about five years. From now. Don't worry about ten years from now. Focus on whatever is in front of me at this moment, right? Yeah. And that I've had that philosophy for a long time now. And every time I get confused or something like that, and I just sit down and I think about it, I think it through. It always comes back to that every time. Every single time, it always comes back to that, right? So, but the thing is, there was a time in my life when that wasn't my philosophy, right? Yeah. There was a time in my life where everything is about goal oriented, right? I have to set a like, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <clears throat> but I think for at that time, I think I was right for me at that time, and I think I needed to go through that for me to be right right now. And I think I even if I'm wrong right now, I think I need to go through this <laughs> so that <laughs> whatever my next phase is, you know what I mean. Yeah. So I, whatever is happening to me right now, even if it's wrong, yeah, you... I think it's right for me. At this time, yeah, no, it, it makes sense, and, and I, I truly believe that. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're learning from yourself, you know. Yeah, you're earning your lessons to who you are now. So, yeah, it, so stay, stay here. Like as as much as like all the mistakes that I've made in my life, if you were to say like, <clears throat> you know, like do you do I want to get rid of that? No, I think I think all of those mistakes I made were necessary. It's very. <laughs> It's very true. And I wonder what kind, you know, people always act, I've heard this before too. And it's just like, why I wouldn't be the person who I am now? What's the point of changing, you know, actually, yeah. this thing about I would your, be a completely different person. your Lion King example, just kind of like when the, you just like hit someone in the nose, just says, oh, that hurt. And you just like, it doesn't matter. It's in the past. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, I forgot about that. <laughs> That's that's a profound baboon right that's there. That's a very profound moment. It doesn't matter. It's in the house. Yeah. It's what you learn. See, he's like the wisest guy, he right? The he's the wisest one, one in that. <laughs> he's like the Yoda. <laughs> he's like your dad, you know? Is, uh, I have so many quotes from my old man. It's crazy. And I just go to it sometimes, and I just like reminisce of just kind of like, oh, my God, because his vernacular is way simpler than mine. But it's way more realer. Oh my goodness! <clears throat> yeah, I think it just comes from maybe it just comes from you know like age, right? Of like course, those kind yes. of yeah. And you know things, something yeah. that I learned from my dad too. When he he said the one thing he did that he canceled right away, he gave he 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 said he see a lot of fellas them and what was wrong with them. And he said I gave up my ego right away. So he leaves like he lives like an egoless life. Does that make mm. sense? But he takes pride in what he does. Yeah, yeah. I I, I don't think that's ego though. That's like, and like he lives ego less. Yeah. Like he's he doesn't yeah. and like none of it is like he just tries to like he's just like hey ego ain't gonna help me make no money. Ego <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, gonna yeah, yeah. make more trouble for me than it's worth. You know he like he just like. Yeah. Oh, I, it, my bad, my bad. He just and I, I've always seen him do this. Like he doesn't yeah. get upset, nothing like that. And just like 
it probably has to do with actually that like his his, his entrepreneurial business side of oh yeah things that because like i i always say like running a business humbles you like more than anything else you know like oh it, yeah at the end of the day ego kills business you know it really does <laughs> like i if you met me like 10 years ago my ego was through the roof like right. and but I, i'm actually grateful yeah. what happened 10 years ago no like uh, my that's my natural state like i just have a <laughs> i used to be so arrogant right and and what happened was my ego got like because you know your clients don't give a shit about your ego, right? Yeah, like, like the market doesn't care about your feeling, right? Yeah. <laughs> like dollars, the, like dollar bills don't care about your feeling, right? <laughs> it, it, it's either if your product is good, if what you're doing is good, the money's gonna come. If not, it's not gonna come. Mm. If my opinion is wrong, it doesn't matter how much I think is right, mm. it's not gonna come, right? And so that quickly, little by little, because I, I would say, oh no, this is this design is going to work. Like all of these people are stupid. <laughs> this is what's going to work. Right. And then we'll put it out Yeah. and it doesn't convert or it doesn't get the traffic or it doesn't do well. Like then like the market is telling me the answer that son, you're wrong. Right. Yeah. And mm -hmm. that happening over and over and over and over and like clients leaving because of my ego and like over and over and over happening. It's just like, kept stop every time. Like it kept stomping me over like a yeah. squash me like a bug every time. Right. Yeah. And after you go through that for years, your ego gets tired and your ego starts to disappear right? little by little. Yeah, no, I, I, I totally agree with that. Oh, you want this extra thing? You know what? Sure, we, we'll throw it in. <laughs> sure. Exactly, yeah. sure. I, mean, yeah. I don't have to fight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Even that arguing just becomes... Uh, yeah. point, it becomes... And, and I think that's what happened to me, yeah. Mm. <laughs> so I, I'm I'm thankful that like even though my you ego did your ego have a backwards hat too? <laughs> like like backwards hat, all all white. Uh, <laughs> it's the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I think my ego slowed me down from growing like if I didn't have my ego at all from the beginning, mm -hmm. my business probably would have grown a lot faster. But it does definitely slowed me down. But I'm I'm definitely grateful for going through this experience. Yeah, I mean, we, because otherwise yeah. I would still be. Yeah, but you know, I mean we wouldn't be here, you know. Yeah, but, and my ego would be like <laughs> still through the roof, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> so dollar, I'm glad throwing dollar bills out, out of the sky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's good. Awesome. Yeah. Um, I, I know it's getting late there. Um, it was a great chat, George. <laughs> Thanks for coming on. Thanks for doing this. Um, yeah, I appreciate yeah. it again. Um, the um, community has been awesome. The community is awesome. My tail tightens. Yeah, awesome. the people I'm, is... I'm letting y'all know. Yeah. Don't, don't make me... <laughs> that, I, I can't take any credit for the... <laughs> You know the people of the community. They're you know that it's just. I, I always say well, I don't know what I did to deserve these amazing people, but you know nah, like you did, all you the small group leaders. Amazing you know. job for real. You did. <clears throat> Thank you, George. Okay. Thank you. Um, Thank you. Yeah. I'll hopefully I'll see you Sunday. 
I'll see you Sunday. Um, and uh, have a great night. <laughs> yeah. Keep and it simple. <laughs> yeah. Keep it. Yeah. The, the, the final advice is keep it simple. Keep it simple. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Um, see ya. Cheers, George.